Welcome to Commit to Yourself podcast with Petra Blend Fitness. In this podcast, I will be sharing tips for weight loss, sustainable results, and tips for fit and healthy lifestyle. I will be sharing my story and I'm planning to invite guests to the podcast who will be able to share their stories and tips to educate, motivate, and inspire you. Thank you so much for choosing my podcast and please subscribe to it so you don't miss any episodes. Welcome to this week's episode, everybody. I am super, super excited because I'm not going to be talking on my own today. I've got a really special guest. And as I was writing down her name, um, I'm so used to calling you Fran Hall. <laughs> uh, but she got married very recently. So congratulations, Fran. So we've got Fran Stokes on the podcast. Fran has been uh, one of my very, very first clients back we started in lockdown, didn't we? Uh-huh. So she has kindly agreed to come on this podcast to share a little bit about her journey um, talk to you all about any challenges, um, any barriers and any concerns she had and uh, hopefully inspire you and motivate you with, you with her own journey. So welcome, Fran. Thank you. Glad uh, to be here. Yeah, you're looking like very nice, like very. <laughs> well, you know, I thought I'd actually wash my hair, so it's a treat. <laughs> yeah, and the earrings and everything. I'm loving it. Oh, loving yeah. it. Uh, so, um, so Fran, do you want to tell us a little about a little bit about yourself? Um, who is Fran? Um, go as as deep as you like, or if you don't want to go too deep, you don't have to. Um, just so I think um, the listeners know who Fran is okay um so I think mine and Petra's mutual connection was that we both have gymnastics in common um, from our childhood so I um was a regional national level gymnast um growing up um from sort of the age well I was always upside down from when I can remember but um sort of competed and was competing pretty uh Full on, really. So we're talking 36 hours a week throughout most of my childhood. Um, And then that led on to me having a career in gymnastics. So I run a gymnastics club and that's how myself and Petra met. Um, And then I run a busy gymnastics club open seven days a week and we've got a premises. So uh, that keeps me busy, but I love it. And I also have two children. Um, I have a daughter who is just entering her teens, which is a joy. And um, I have a son who is 11, but he has a severe autism. So he is nonverbal and he lives between myself, my ex-partner and um, a respite facility at a school, which is fantastic. But that's all been quite new. Uh, so that was actually a challenge that I navigated sort of with Petra actually um, through our training. So I, I think that it was a funny one because it wasn't uh, when I looked at starting training, it wasn't that I didn't know what to do in the sense of I've got a background in sport Um, But I think it was knowing what to do in the um, stage of life I was at. So I'm turning 40 this year. And uh, it's then, you know, having children and like juggling work and life and 
all the emotional rollercoaster that goes with it and how you're prioritizing myself because it's actually in one way it's quite easy isn't it to go well I train 36 hours a week and mom drops me off and that's what I do but when you're actually sort of thinking okay how do I put this into my life now um I think that's where uh, that's who I am to an extent and where our paths crossed again beyond work yeah. yeah. So so Fran understands all the tackles of being busy with two children, um, you know, looking after them, looking after the business. And like I suppose reminding yourself who beyond all that, who Fran is and actually like what Fran wants and what her personal goals are. Because I don't know how about you, but like I remember when I had Alita. Like you forget, like I think you just as as a mum, you just obviously so focused. This this little bundle needs to like its life depends on me being switched on. That like I don't know how about you, but I felt like I completely forgot for a bit who I was, you know. And I think that's when almost the habits cre- crept in the the bad habits and not looking after myself. So um, how did you how did you find that transition? So going from being Fran and then obviously becoming a mum so how did yeah. you how did you transition there what were there any changes what happened I found it really really hard and I think it hit me I think sometimes when you're like a really busy person um before so when I'm not necessarily busy person but because I've always worked evenings and weekends in the what I'm in I went from never ever stopping and I don't really stop much anyway in life anyway I'm a bit of a go-go-go but I I had to stop when I had uh, Eva, my daughter, and um, she made me slow down and I actually didn't know what to do with myself and I really lost my identity. So I think my identity was um, Fran the gymnast. And then I was suddenly Fran, Eva's mum. And I know it sounds silly, but like to me, I I didn't even know how do I dress now? Now that I'm mum, like, what do I wear? And like, do I do the mum barble? <laughs> like, Love like it. that. But I was, but I was quite young as well. I was only um, twenty six when I had Eva. So, I, but I suddenly felt really old and really mature, and I had this responsibility. Um, so I really lost my full identity, and I, and with that, I also think um, I lost lost my uh my my sport in my life and uh, my working out I used to run as well as in gymnastics like when I sort of retired from gymnastics I then sort of I was always a member of a gym and I always used to run and stuff and then when I had Eva um I had a good 12 months where I think I if I'm honest with myself I did suffer I wouldn't say with postnatal depression but I definitely had postnatal anxiety yeah. where everything was just so heightened and my hormones were all over the shop and I didn't understand it and I was also the first one of my friendship group to have a child so there was no one in my and my parents still worked full-time and I felt quite isolated and alone so I think for it was a really 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 tricky time um but after 12 months again uh, sport uh, running was what gave me a little bit of me time back again um in that and I did sort of find myself after Eva um it said then I had Fred really quickly so there's actually only 19 months between them so when Eva was 10 months I I was pregnant again stupidly in my head I thought oh because I find it so traumatic in my head I thought I'm gonna get it done um and then Fred came along and he 
bless him, he is absolutely a joy, but he brings a lot of challenges. And I think I've always been a planner. I've always had in my head, like, right, well, I'm going to get married and then I'm going to have kids and I'm going to, oh, and I had a girl and a boy. There we go. You know, that was in the plan. And then I'm going to have the children and then I'm going to get back into work and then they'll be old enough to come with me. And actually, Fred derailed my plan because Fred because being non-verbal and having all of these sensory issues that he does, he couldn't come with me to work. And actually he was, um, I had to focus a lot more on his development and things, but I think he taught me, he was the first thing he taught me that actually um, you can't plan and, and, and things just happen. And actually that's where life happens. And that's all the fantastic things that happen. Um, so it was the best thing that could ever happen to me, really, having Fred with his needs, because he opened my eyes to what life was really about. Um, I think with my fitness and weight journey, though, having children, I definitely was at my biggest after Freddie. With Eva, I, I, I kind of lost it. Um, I lost the weight again um, because I was actually living back with my mum and dad um, in between moving houses and my um, dad was part-time retired so he would watch Eva while I ran and stuff. So again, I still had that support around me. Um, but then when I had Fred, um, I had moved into my own house with my husband at the time and uh, he was working long hours. I was still running my business and I literally didn't have a second. Um, and in hindsight, I know I should have been more forthright about making that time for myself. But at the time, I did all of the childcare, really, as well as running the business. And I just never had a second and thought that was just what you did. Um, whereas actually now I know that really it was, it was too much and it did break me in the end. Uh, so I think from, I really disregarded, um, I did do actually, I think I've talked to you about this Petra, but when I was approaching my 30th, um, I did this whole, I'm not turning 30 and feeling like I do about myself now. And I crashed dieted hard for like six months and the weight came off. Um, because I just starved myself basically uh, I didn't I didn't have time to exercise so I just stopped eating and um, and I lost loads of weight and then I felt much better on my 30th but of course that's not sustainable so then as soon as like my 30th sort of party was out the way I was like oh I can eat again and then I just went back up to you know not not like I wouldn't say that I was um, in a dangerous weight level but I definitely was overweight and I didn't feel comfortable in myself and then I'd say that that just sort of continued then um and and then I actually put on a lot more weight just before I met you and you helped me um but again I think all of this all of these weight um gains and losses were either for um an event or um it was it was never a lifestyle or consistency it was always I want to lose weight to get in that dress and I want to do this and then navigating life along the way with work and kids and with in my case relationships um they had a huge impact you know my divorce had a huge impact where I actually lost a lot of weight um then I was in a relationship between which was turbulent and I put on a lot of weight um and then Thankfully, that's the point I met you. And I, now I would say that I have a completely different view of how I view weight. Because actually, I don't, even, I don't even think about weight anymore. 
it, and I think the first thing you said to me was, yes, weight is like a byproduct of, you know, what we're going to do. But actually, what our main thing that we're worried about is health and, you know, being rare for our children and having energy and feeling good about ourselves. And it's the first time that I genuinely thought about it like that, which in my line of work as well is ridiculous, really, because obviously in gymnastics and stuff like that, I'm only, I only operate at a low level of recreation, so I don't see it as much. But obviously it is so important, isn't it? And as you rightly say all the time, I want to set a good example for my daughter, especially she's just about to turn 13. It is such a scary age. Um, and I heard you saying the other day about, on one of your podcasts before, about um, your daughter mimicking what you do. And Eva still does that, like, yeah. all the time with me, you know, and she wants to know what, even, like, you know, what shampoo am I using now and, you know, what with skincare, like, oh, do you think I should do this? And she really is seeks my approval daily, um, more than ever, actually, yeah, more than ever. So I have to be so careful about what I do. And I actually, I, I'd got so low about my body confidence before I'd considered, like, surgery and I think I spoke to you about that I remember I, I've got like yeah. now you're talking about I've got goosebumps because oh. because taking yourself back to the place that yeah. you, you you found yourself it's it's yeah but sorry I interrupted you uh, sorry no go ahead so yeah it was the point and I remember we we sat here in a garden didn't we and when you when we spoke about that surgery I don't know whether you remember do you remember what the discussion was about I don't remember this. I remember saying that I wanted it potentially like to make it look better in my, my wedding dress. Yeah. And I mean, that was ridiculous. I like and ridiculous. And I, I think we then, I then, so the, the way I coach, I, I, I ask questions because I, I want you to find the answers. And yeah. it came back down to Eva, didn't it? It came back down to like you then actually, I think it was within that session, within a week, you messaged to say, oh my God, like, absolutely, I'm not doing that because yeah. what message does it send to her, you know? Yeah, and I would be devastated. And, you know, at each their own, I totally understand why some people feel the need to. Um, and, yeah, so I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but for me, I've never really had any major issues about my boobs or anything like that. I just was trying, I was so focused on perfection and that it was going to make me feel better at that moment in time that I, if Eva, you know, then turned around to me and was like, well, you did it, you know, I want to do it. Again, if she had, a, you know, a real you know, hang up about it and it went on a long, long time, that would be different. But for me, it was just on a whim of like, well, oh, if I wear a strapless dress, maybe a boob job will make it look better. But Sometimes I think you can get so bogged down in what in looking at the models in the dresses yeah. and going, well, I don't look like that. And, you know, and how can I look more like that? What's within my grasp? Well, you know, so I, st I think, you know, when I was working with you, I still had we were still really working through some massive body confidence issues. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but when we came to the end of our time together, I do feel like I'd complete, I've completely conquered them. And I know that's my, I still have days where I'm like, ugh, but I feel totally different about everything in that I'm so careful about my health now. I'm so focused on my health. And um, I do still 
workout probably not as intensely as what we were doing at one point because we were really going for it at one point but that then to be fair though I um I loved it you know I absolutely it made me feel so good yeah um but I I do think it is just changed my mentality on um how I feel about myself and it's okay not to look like the 21 year old six foot model because actually I'm nearly 40 and I'm five foot one <laughs> so yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not gonna look like them and actually I look okay you know and I've got to be grateful for my body because it it serves me well every day and I love life and it, it enables me to do everything that I want to do and no I think it just gave me I think you gave me and what our training did and our I think I chats did just as much, if not more, to be honest, of like, um, it just made me realise how grateful I should be for my body, body and how to treat it better. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. um, the weekly check-ins and monthly check-ins are a massive part of obviously what I do, you know, because yeah. like seeing you once a week and then giving you home plan, it's, it's a one part of the job, but actually helping you overcome the barriers and challenges in terms of, you know, like busy mom and uh, body confidence, that that's all that comes with what I do. So yeah. you, you've you covered so much. Um, and yeah, I had goosebumps. It's, it's really, it's wow. really deep. So um, if we're gonna just describe where, how would you describe front with three words before you made that initial email to say, Petra, I've noticed you do this yeah uh, so well, if you had to describe yourself just like with few words what would you say about Fran um lost um low low confidence mm-hmm. and ready for change really so yeah you, you were you were at that stage when you were ready what yeah. what what changed like why why did you feel like I need a change I need to move <laughs> away from this quick fix fed diet world uh to I, help me focus on something else yeah I think that um I think that I didn't recognize myself um I've always been kind of like proud of who I am really in the sense of I've always worked really hard and I always uh, trained really hard and I was proud of my achievements to do gymnast and as I said I think it's this identity thing of like I was always proud that I was a gymnast I was proud that I had a strong identity and that people knew me for sort of being hardworking and having sort of success if you like in that world and I sort of I um and I I liked that that who that's who I was and then I think as time went on, uh, again, particularly after my divorce, uh, I think I lost confidence and I, 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 I think that I was in unknown territory of, you know, I wasn't in sort of a stable relationship and almost, I suppose, I think what I've done, I'm sure I've said this to you before, is I've looked to other people around me to give me that assurance that you're okay you're doing well you look good you're whatever and I don't think I've realized that until you know like until we started working together that actually I was always seeking 
um, assurance of other people. So when it was just me, and okay, I was dating in a, in a new relationship, whatever, I think it was the first time that I'd actually um, sort of thought, oh, there's no one to say you're doing well or whatever. Um, and actually, when I sort of looked, it, it, there, there was a turning point where I'd been to Crete on a holiday and there was a picture stood, I'm stood against some boat near a pool or whatever and uh, I'm with Eva and I am absolutely huge. I'm absolutely huge and I didn't know. And I think when you just look in the mirror every day, sometimes you just on repeat. And then, so it was, it was that the shock of seeing that picture, that just the weight thing, I was like... I don't know who that is. And I also know I've got this weird tendency of whenever I'm feeling um, low about myself, I try and do other things to make myself feel better, as in, like, I get hair extensions and I go even blonder. And I know it sounds really silly, but I just, it's a, just a mask to be like, I don't feel very good about myself. So I'm trying to put, to put the prettiness back in any other way I can. And I looked at this picture of myself and I'd put on so much weight, unrecognisable. I had no sort of sight of myself. And I had these long blonde extensions in and that's the truth for me. And I was like, and I saw it and I thought, oh, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing again. And I thought I've got to change. But actually, and I want to feel like me again. Um, and it's never been like, I want to feel like someone else because I was always a fairly confident child. So it was, but it was very, very much like, I just, I don't feel like me. So seeing that picture and then going into lockdown I suddenly had all this time on my hands and I thought well there is no time like the present and actually I can't stand it when people are kind of like oh yeah I'll think about that next week I'll do that tomorrow I'm not one of those people and I just you know diet starts Monday and I just thought no 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 like I literally need to make a change now I can't continue to feel like this about myself um and I think and that literally is when I think I'd seen you and contacted you yeah um before we started together did you have any yeah. concerns about trying something different obviously after attempts before did you have any concerns about I don't know first couple of weeks when we would start probably doing something totally different to what you're used to and yeah. I'm not telling you to eat and hundred calories I'm actually yeah. telling, I'm actually telling you to eat so did yeah. you have any like within the first couple of weeks or before we started did you have any concerns worry like yeah I thought you were wrong <laughs> <laughs> I was like this isn't gonna work because yeah. I just thought you were telling me to eat more um and I was like well that's not gonna work because I'm not losing weight now or you know and you were kind of like you need to up it and every and I remember like we'd always have a bit of a battle and I'm like well should I just take it down should I take it down a bit and you're like no 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 leave it there you, you need to leave it there um but and also I think I was a bit scared of the actual the actual like exercise because I hadn't I'd, I'd been off the wagon I hadn't done anything in ages and I was a bit like this is gonna hurt you know, and we were doing some like 6 a.m. minus three. Oh, yes. In the garden, oh, yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Were we? I remember one day you were like, well, you could come at five because I, I was kind of like, and I, oh, and did I? I? <laughs> yeah, I know. And, but we did. And I, and I like, and the fact that you gave me accountability hadn't been something that um, 
I'd, ha I'd had and I really needed it. I ne at that point, I needed someone to go, you've got to be here at 6 a.m. and we're going to smash it. And and you get, you, there were, you know, you're, well, I was going to say you're nice about it. I don't know, sometimes you are. Um, but you gave me that direct, you know, just we're getting it done. You know, it's happening and, um, and you're going to feel so much better. And I always did feel so yeah. much better. I always yeah. felt so much better. Um, but, and I think, but yeah, we're going back to the original question of, I did not think keeping my calories higher was going to work. And I didn't know how I'd get through the exercise element, but actually like I loved it. And I always felt so good, like doing that first thing in the morning, the rest of my day. Um, no, I felt, I felt great, but yeah, there was definitely hesitations about cal calorie. Like I wanted to just limit, limit, limit. Yeah. Yeah. And then we obviously about nutrition. Yeah. So that's that's where calories obviously yeah. only one element, aren't they? And it was like protein and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. And it did uh, work. That's what I was gonna ask. It did work eventually. What we do you remember at which point you potentially started uh, kind of thinking, oh actually how, like, how this did is... we work together? I can't remember. Uh I think nine uh, months. Six to nine six to nine months it was. I was I was thinking maybe a year. Um, I think that I I start well like you know what I started to feel different straight away, um, but I was still questioning, you know, things you were telling me probably the first couple of months in. But then I'd say by sort of three months, I was seeing like big results, and not and in in every way. Yes, okay, I was losing body fat, and and I think, but what what. I hadn't done before is, you know, before I'd be absolutely focusing on the scale and then you made me measure. And obviously that was great because then you you felt real wins because as you've taught me, you know, weight doesn't really mean anything, time of the month or just if you've had a heavy meal late or, you know, there's so many things. And I'm a big sort of, I will go around saying that to everyone now because they're like, oh, I've only lost a pound. I'm like, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Like, you, you, you could literally, that could be hormonal or anything. It doesn't mean you've lost fat. Um, and um, I think that I started to notice a real change sort of, straight away I noticed a change, but I think I started to, when I started to really see results like a couple of months in, it's easy then, isn't it? Because you're like, oh, this is working. And, you know, it gives you a real you can just you can carry on but um but but from that you know best part of a year say six nine months um I the things that I think about daily that you taught me are ignore the scale it's how you feel and how you fit in your clothes and all that kind of stuff yeah. um I think it is also like nutritional balance now I, I know you're not a fan of this and it doesn't work for you, but for me, I do a little bit more intermittent fasting still. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I don't like breakfast anyway, so I tend yeah, to yeah. skip it. But I think it's the nutritional elements. So, like, when I am hungry, I don't, you know... Oh, don't get me wrong. When I'm on holiday or, you know, whatever, I'll have pudding if I'm out for... But I, 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 I wouldn't really just grab a chocolate bar or a packet of crisps or anything like that anymore. As snacks I I tend not to snack and then if I'm really hungry like I will like make some hummus and have some cucumber or whatever and it's just little changes like that you know I don't kill myself over it it's just being I'm much more aware of how active I am every day 
you know, I, I go on a walk every day and I normally do a long one because I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so it's things like that. And I do think like, oh, I haven't been on a walk today. I really should go on a walk. And I, again, I always feel better. So it's just those small daily accountabilities to myself. That I can I now I'm, I can do that myself now. Whereas I think, whereas before I was relying on you and I was texting you all the time, just like, should I do this? Should I do this? Um, but now I, I sort of know myself. Okay, well, you know, I, I can I can eat this. And I don't even really think about food that much anymore. I know when I've overindulged. And that's usually, I went to Italy for like a month over the summer and I ate all the pasta and drank all the wine. <laughs> yeah, but you can't go to Italy and not eat the pasta. You know, I think there is yeah, always. Yeah, and I'd put on a bit of weight when I came back. Um, but, and I, do you know what? And when I got married, I was probably the heaviest I'd been um, since I'd met my husband, Tom, but I didn't care. And that was the difference. I was like, oh, I'll lose it. I've just, we've just been on summer. We've had the run up to the wedding. And then, and now I'm just being really mindful again now. And, it, and it's, it's already coming off because, and it's that difference where before I would have like crucified myself and been like, oh my God, and I can't get married. And oh, la, 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 cause I put a bit on. I just thought, well, yeah, I've been on holiday for ages. Um, so, okay, I'm a bit bigger, but I still actually, I still look, I don't want to say that's if I say I look good, it's like, but I did, I, I thought I looked good on my wedding day. So even though I was that little bit heavier, I thought I looked good. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then afterwards, and now I'm like, okay. And actually I do feel uncomfortable in my clothes now. So I'm, I'm just going to be mindful and, um, and it is just, you know, coming off slowly, but I'm not killing myself over it. And that is the gift that you gave me that oh. not killing myself over it still loving myself but and just um being able to manage because like you say we're not always going to be this constant way are we also like to the pound it is going to fluctuate a little bit after holiday and things like that but it's just sort of taking everything in your stride a little bit more and just being mindful of the day-to-days and you know and yeah, I think like it's all about the balance. If you go on holiday, that's exactly the time where you don't want to be watching what you eat. You just want to enjoy the local food and have a great time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. most of the time, like nine times out of 10, it's then ca- coming back to the routine that you know keeps yeah. your body fit and healthy and not make a month or two months out of a week's holiday. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just going to ask the next question, but I think you almost answered it here. If you look at the whole the whole journey and everything we did together, what changed the most? And I almost think I know what you're going to say, but um, maybe not, maybe not, maybe you say something different. In terms of everything, in terms of like everything, like whether we go nutrition, workouts, mindset, body image, confidence, uh, everything you've mentioned, what do you think has changed the most? Um, well, definitely mindset definitely mindset like I I think completely differently about all of it um and I think like so I I haven't been I've just I've just re-downloaded them actually like last week but I came off socials um after Christmas or about a month or something like that um because actually I find them quite damaging like um there was two reasons actually one money because it's just selling stuff to me all the time and I was like I need to stop spending (laughs) and and secondly um 
I, it's really easy to sit and compare yourself. And I was terrible for it. I'd look at all the models in, on TV. I'd look at actresses. I'd look at, and but social media is the worst, like just sort of with the posy filtered, edited pictures. And it would make me feel so ugly and big and old. And, and it's not real life, is it? Because then actually, if you walk out in the street and you look around, everybody's normal in the sense of like different but actually they're still just normal people getting about their day trying to do their thing and actually that's just not what is presented on social media so I felt that like but I wouldn't have been able to do that before I think whereas before I would have been like well no because well I either I'm like I'm going to miss out on what's going on or I need to sort of have a, a picture as an end goal to strive for of what I want to be I think now I am who I want to be. I, I'm already at where, where I want to be. I'm really lucky in the sense of that I've got amazing family and friends who love me and I, I've got a flexible job, which I love. And I get to do um, pretty much what I want to do most days in the sense of like, well, I love work, so work. But, you know, it's flexible. I can go for a walk. And how fortunate am I, you know? So I think that with the mindset before of where I was just so unhappy with myself and it kind of overspills into every part of my life. Um, you gave, I think you, you allowed me to get the body that I thought I needed to be confident. But then what actually, after I achieved my fitness goals, everything else sort of just fell into place. Cause I was like, this is great that I'm like all ripped. <laughs> Because I was then, maybe you know, Italian holidays, maybe not so much, but um, and I felt amazing about myself. I felt amazing. I felt so confident. But then once I've reached that point, I was like, actually, I think I can feel like this without the six pack. I think I can feel like it anyway. And then um, even though, yeah, I've put a little bit on now, I'm like, I still feel good about myself. And so it isn't, it isn't the outer even though you think it is at the time, you think you're going to feel so good when you get that body. It's it's changed my mind into think that, well, do you know what? I'm good. And it's six pack or no six pack. I'm still pretty cool anyway. Oh, <laughs> of course you are. And it's a really great place to reach, isn't it? Like, Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad I've got here just before 40 because I know so many women who aren't there and, and people in my life, you know, family and friends who still are doing this you know I've got to um reach my goal and and you know I think we've spoken before about family members of how, uh, that we sort of models as well and and that you know I I looked at that that was going on around me and was kind of like oh god I've got, got to lose a pound got to lose a pound got to lose a pound and that I still hear that in at home like I hear that with my family and I'm kind of like but I'm, I'm strong enough now to know um, I don't need to do that. And um, I feel strong enough within my own sense that I know I know what I'm doing is healthy and right and I feel good. And I think I'd be able to, I think I'd be able to deal with any of that. Because again, we spoke before, didn't we, of just sort of like if there's any, any criticism from the outside world on, because there is as women, my God, you know, hair, makeup, clothes, weight, age, Botox, you're flooded with everything. Um, and 
and I actually had I actually had someone I, I was I was getting some stuff um I think I was oh yeah eyelashes or whatever done and they were like uh, oh do you want you know do you want a bit of Botox you want and it's just there in your face and it's kind of like no I'm good but thanks <laughs> you know? yeah yeah <laughs> but actually like doesn't I think that would have really upset me before and I would have been like oh my god they think that and do you remember I told you that time that I was so offended. I was stood on my front drive, putting Eva in the car. She was like one or something. And someone came up to me and handed me a leaflet. It was like, do you want to come to boot camp? And I was so offended because I thought they were saying, well, you're fat and ugly, so I need to sort you out. But actually now, I think they were probably just trying to advertise their business. And I, but I, I was so hyper aware that everybody thought I was you know, bad of me or that I wasn't pretty enough or I wasn't doing good enough. Um, I'm so glad I've got to this point now because what a waste of time. And if you could teach that when you're to, to our children, you know, um, they're going to have bumps along the way, aren't they? Because school is hard and, you know, early 20s is hard. There's so much pressure and social media puts so much more pressure on people now. But I'm so grateful I've got here before 40 so I can just enjoy the rest of my life and not have to worry about it. And I genuinely don't. This isn't a front. This isn't me going, and then people are going to turn off and go, oh, actually, I bet she uh, does cry herself sleep at night uh, worrying about it. I don't. Like, I really do not care what anyone else thinks about me because I know I'm good enough. And the only people that I do care about is my family and close-knit friends. Obviously, if, so, if I'm being an idiot, I'd like to, <laughs> to tell me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the wider world, everyone's going to have opinions. They're always going to have opinions. Um, but as long as it, you know, as long as you, you're good. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay now. I, I think that. But yeah, it's so funny, isn't it? Because I came to you wanting to lose weight, but actually, it wasn't even about that. It was about changing the mindset on everything. And yes, I did lose body fat, but it was uh, it was so different to what I thought we were going to achieve, but so much better. Oh, you've said that so, so nicely. Thanks for sharing that, Fran. That was so, so empowering. And all these memories of us working together uh, have come back. So I suppose to finish with, um, what would you tell somebody who is trying to find a different approach or trying to find a different way or trying to get out of the yo-yo dieting cycle what would you if you came if you came across even Fran from six years ago was it six years yeah. or five five six years ago what would you tell somebody what would you tell them um and that is so hard because I think um I, I was in such a locked head um, that all I could do is what you did for me of, um, say, try to stop focusing on the scale um, and focusing on the deprivation of calories and punishing yourself and actually start with the mental side of it of starting to accept yourself more and um and doing something and just actually just drawing the line and just going I'm going to make a change and just be open to that change and be open to listening to what other people have got to say 
um, about, because what you've done up until this point, you know, it's not working for you. Otherwise you wouldn't be still searching for it. So I think it is just listen, listen to yourself, stop torturing yourself, stop punishing yourself on the scales. Um, be open to trying something new in another way. And um, the first step, I sound so corny, doesn't it? But just no. the first step I think is just like being okay and loving yourself and just accepting yourself and focusing on you, giving yourself time and health. The one thing I'd say is that I am so lucky that I do have the flexibility for time. It is so hard, I get it. Lots of my friends who have got younger children find it so difficult to make time, but it is just the absolute, you can't do anything without giving yourself a bit of time. You've got to put yourself first. And even if that is, 20 minutes a day I mean out of 24 hours you can give yourself half an hour surely because as women I think sometimes we just give ourselves as we have to work we have to look after the children we have to financially contribute we're a taxi you know we, we have to do everything but give yourself time for you every day non-negotiable even that's whether that starts of reading a book or walking around the block or it started for me with like when I wasn't training with you my time was podcasts I love listening to podcasts and and doing a loop of the estate you know just for half an hour just made, made me feel started to regain my identity that way yeah what a great message and can I say what motivating and inspiring story uh like yeah I uh I loved how deep you went with your story. Um, I loved how much you shared. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. You make me go deep, Petra, every time. <laughs> every well, time we chat, I'm always like, come out, I feel like I've had free counselling. <laughs> well, I, I believe, like, if we if we can be really honest with ourselves about where we are, uh, kind of identify the position that's that's a really good empowering starting point because um if you can be really honest with what you want to change and you know and this journey that there is never end to it is there because there is the the, the habits stay with you for so like forever because you didn't focus for your wedding anymore you didn't focus to fit into jeans like as soon as you realize that you actually like what you said, like you love yourself and you accept yourself. You, it, it stays with you forever. And another message I really loved was just modeling for our younger generation. I think, unfortunately, we live in a world of social media that can be very toxic. And I have only recently discovered like TikTok and stuff. Uh, but the, the stuff that's on, on that platform, it's even... I know. Yeah, yeah, it's even scarier than like Facebook and, and or that's, Instagram. That's what, yeah, Eva's on that all day, every day, yeah. and, and it scares me. 
and that's the platform that the young generation uses so and as you said they never stop copying like what Eva is how old is she now 12 12 she'll be 13 this summer 13 so and you said that she still look up she still asks questions you know I remember there was a point me and Alita stood in the kitchen this is few years back and I stood there I was leaned against the fridge and we were chatting and holding the cup and she was putting her feet into the exam exactly the same position as my feet were crossed making sure her right foot is crossed at the front and then she realized she's holding her mug in a different hand and I'm like this is how small the things are they're seeing so What we say to ourselves, how we approach this journey, how we talk to them about this journey, like it's it's so, so important. And again, yeah. just like you said, um, we potentially picked up some of those habits from from our past and people around you. And that will still be the case. However, yeah. they are with us most of the time. Okay, ignore the school. But then, then they are with us for the rest of the days and the message yeah. we, we do try to convey to them and to try and pass on. Yeah. We'll have- and, and, and I, she surprised me actually, because she tells me she thinks I'm beautiful every day. because She's just a sweetheart. And I tell her she's beautiful every day. And we'll, and, but when we are, the wedding pictures came back, um, I did a little bit of the oh my god that was awful and well oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but generally I was like oh that looks good that's nice yeah. and I said to her I was like oh my god you look absolutely you know stunning and and she went and she said she her immediate reaction was like oh I don't know and I was like oh god Eva how can you look at that and not say you look absolutely beautiful and she was like no I do I think I look good but I look about 22 so she wasn't going oh I don't look good she was just going oh at the, I think I look old but then I was like but you do look older and she was just like no I do think I look good and I thought I love that at 12 going on 13 you can still look at a picture of yourself and go no I think you look good and I want that to continue it shocked me a little bit because I didn't know if sort of like teen angst creeping in like oh I don't know but no she was like oh no I think I look good she'll kill me for saying this on here but um she just she's absolutely stunning and I'm so glad she can see it and I pray that never leaves I hope that continues the whole way through and I and, and my part in that is just telling her every day how wonderful she is inside now but also there are there are when she's not so great you know I'll tell her that too <laughs> yeah um well, I took it I took her to a concert on Friday night and she sat there with a face I'll can't I'll be careful with my words with a face on her let's say and um and and she got told afterwards uh, because you know that we can't just <laughs> celebrate everything they do all day every day but I want her to know that the fundamentals is I love her no matter what she does she's loved and I love that she loves herself I I love that she she can look at herself and go oh yeah no I think I look good and and she knows she's a good person so that's what it's all for isn't it if we if we come out and they are confident young women we've we've won yeah and that's that's the that's the message that's the job now isn't it to make sure that yeah. the next generation is a is a like a, a community no of women <laughs> in the in a positive way absolutely just like you said with no pressure but at knowing that that their self-worth is not determined by 
any outside factors, you know, whether their body changes, you know, like, you know, whether they, you know, peak in something and, you know, it's their self-worth is not determined by any of that. And I think, um, you know, your, your message and your story has been so, and is super motivating and super inspiring. Um, is there anything else uh, you'd like to add to finish with? Or you um, I mean, I feel like I, I, I'm a bit of a yabberer. But um, I think uh, this, is gen- this is genuinely unprompted. I just wanted to say thank you because I actually haven't had oh. like a public, you know, forum to say thank you. You helped me so much. And I think you made my lockdown easier. And um, not just that time of, because it was a really weird time, wasn't it? But actually, you helped me gain my self-worth back. And without you, I don't think I'd be here. And I am so much happier. So it's it's been, and obviously, we you know, our journey doesn't end here. And we are, you know, we, we still see each other and whatnot. And not yeah. enough, but, yeah. um, but it's lovely to have been on the journey with you and as you said it never really ends but actually like I'm in such a better better place what you're doing I I hope goes on to continue so like lots of people have the same experience that I did oh thank you so much and yeah that was totally unscripted and unexpected unexpected. (laughs) so thank you and yeah this is where I like I said I've had goosebumps um like throughout the whole um podcast because my whenever I set up the the business I my my goal was always to just inspire motivate empower you name it and uh just just carry on with you know as reaching as many women as possible going through the journey myself as well so so thank you thank you so much it's been a pleasure to have you on thank you what an amazing story from Fran, one of my very first clients. If you are feeling inspired, motivated and empowered to take that first step and you're not sure where to start, please do reach out. Please message me. I'm going to leave my contact details in the show notes. Um, have a look at my website, petrablandfitness.com or email me at petrablandfitness at hotmail.com. I'll be more than happy to help you. You don't have to do this on your own and I'm here to support you all the way.